Hi, welcome to a certain degree. It's me. I'm I'm Nick. In case you need to hear it, you're a really great person. A picture is worth a thousand words, so a photographer is worth a million? I'm not sure exactly how the math would work out, but David Lawrence will use a number of words in this podcast. For every thousand words he uses, he will take a picture. That's the photographer's code. And now, on with the show. The Jose Cuba Orchestra on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. The name of that song was Bang Bang from the album Bang Bang Push Push. The reason I played that song was because my guest today made me think of just bang bang, just like taking pictures. Bang bang. Bang bang. Hey, don't don't talk yet, oh, David. Just sorry. wait till I introduce sorry. you. No, my I'm bad. just kidding. You I can apologize. talk. <laughs> I won't talk the rest of the hour. David Lawrence is here, a very talented local photographer, local uh, storyteller, I would say as well. I would say that's on, that's an accurate statement. On many levels and just um, someone who uh, is really, really good at what he does, but also doesn't take himself so seriously that he can't have fun with it. It's true. It's is a true way fact. that I would describe you. Uh, so I appreciate you being here. Uh, David, it can be found on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Instagrams. all of the social medias, and I am davidlawrence.com, and that's Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, if you're looking for him out there. Any relation to anybody named Lawrence? My mom. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Um, not David Lawrence, the clothing store. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's another There's one. There's also a coin collecting website. DavidLawrence.com. Is that why you couldn't get that one? It is. Yeah, it's why <laughs> it's I am David Lawrence. And I think originally on Instagram 10 years ago, David Lawrence was also taken, but not by the clothing company, just a random person. Just another David Lawrence. Yeah. I was also thinking Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, not related to that guy. British Beatlemania, Ole Miss, John Glenn, Liston Beats Patterson. I didn't know those were the words to the song. No, I don't I don't actually know the song. Oh, I'm we didn't young. start the fire. Oh, I do know that song. Yes, okay, I didn't catch that. Unfortunately, everybody. Start, yeah. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia, British Bilomania, Old Miss John Glenn. I, I recognize it now. I, yeah. I, I hear it. Oh, now you hear it. Now I hear it. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, David, you and I have uh, actually uh, sat down and talked before. We've had coffee. Once. We've hung. Well, yeah. <laughs> We've talked before. <laughs> all right. So I'm not a subject matter expert on all things David Lawrence. No, you're not. That's correct. No, I don't know that I am either. Well, we're going to get to know you today a little bit better. We're going to have a pop quiz later on where we'll find out if you'll be my best friend or my most bitter enemy. I'm probably going to be your most bitter enemy. Great. I'm glad you're already, <laughs> you know, focusing on that. Uh, we're going to do bad business ideas later. Perfect. I've got a, a lot of them. As Wonderful. Because I usually bring them to the table, but I'd yeah. rather have you tell me some. And as a successful businessman, I'm sure you will uh, have all sorts of ways to improve my ideas. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm just, I know the answer to everything. But first, let's uh, play a quick game, get to know you a little bit better. All right. Even though we've talked that one time. That one time. Technically, we've talked a couple other times. <laughs> right. But actually talked and had coffee just the one time. 
uh, let us play a game. It's a little bit like 20 questions, so I'll say something, and you'll tell me whether you're for or against it. All right. Now, we're not, not a why, just for or against? Well, what we're going to play is a game called Beauty or the Beast. Oh. So beauty if you're for something, because I feel like, you know, you're going to take a picture, you're going to want a, a beautiful subject, uh, or the Beast— well, you might also want to I take might a also want a beast. beast. Okay, but in general, beauty if you're for something, beast if you're against it. Fair. Makes sense? All right. Great. Let's start with Sonic the Hedgehog. Beauty or the Beast? Man, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um I I don't You can feel... go movie versus video game. I'm not sure if you grew up playing video games. I or guess if that was I guess I them. would go with beauty. I yeah. would I would say Sonic the Hedgehog, the video game would be pretty beautiful. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw the movie. No, it just came out. Okay. What oh. do you think about it in general as video game adaptations uh, into movies? That's kind of strange. I yeah. mean, I feel like it should just be meant to, like, it's meant just to be played with and, and engaged with, not necessarily, like, to make a movie out of it. But I'm trying to think, like, I mean, I guess I played Spider-Man as a kid, like, on on the PlayStation and that was made oh, out that of... Oh, that was a good game. Um, yeah, and that was... That was, comic was book, yeah. That was made into a movie and that that was great yep um the first couple of ones at least so i guess it's not totally a bad idea but i'm okay. like sonic like why why would you make a movie out of that like that video game was so rad just keep it keep it as it was exactly all right well we'll go see sonic the movie right after this perfect or during <laughs> one of good. the breaks we'll see it at like 90 speed during one of the great. breaks and see what we think of it uh driverless cars excuse me driverless cars self-driving cars <sighs> I, I kind of want to say beast, but I'm going to go with beauty because it would be nice not to drive myself places. It, you do a lot of walking as well, right? So I you're do. not necessarily yeah. like um, the you're, – you're not a fan of driving. You wouldn't drive everywhere if you could. Uh, I think that I would, but, I mean, there's just certain things that – I think it's more so just like a discipline for me because there's certain things you're not going to um, experience – in a car, um, but I also know that it's good to change things up once in a while, for me at least. So occasionally I'll walk decently long distance mm-hmm. distances to work um, or just around my neighborhood, up and down mills. Sometimes I go for runs, um, but a lot of it is just simply out of like wanting to have like healthy disciplines in my life, not necessarily because I uh, – not necessarily because like – there isn't an easier way to do it, like driving. So would you get into a self-driving car right now? Yes, even though I would be uh, nervous about it. I would. So how many rides before you, you're you no longer nervous? Oh, man, that, I, probably. Like shoot. would it be a year, a couple of years, you think? I feel that after a year, I would definitely be like, okay, this thing hasn't killed me yet. I guess it's fine. Um, so just hop in. Hey, yeah, we're going here. I think that – Take me to Walgreens. I think that I'm a little too trusting sometimes, and I feel like <laughs> I could probably even do like 10 or 15 rides, and if it was successful, I'd be like, okay, I guess it's going to work. Every time you don't think yeah. about it anymore. Um, I mean, you might still think about it. It's like – I think pretty regularly, like, oh, my camera might not work on my photo shoot, but it never, I shouldn't say never, but 95% of the time, it's always 
always worked, but there's Do you always have a lot of backup cameras. Like I, I have just one backup camera. You um, with like that harmonica vest where you can just start pulling cameras <laughs> yeah. out of it. Um, I do have a lot of cameras, but one, uh, just one backup digital one. Um, but my point in saying that was that I feel like I'm often thinking about the things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so you're human. Rarely do they ever. I shouldn't say rarely, but. A lot of times they don't go wrong in the sense that I'm thinking. Right. You have anxiety for nothing or in completely the wrong direction. Yeah. So I'm curious about that because I feel like that type of anxiety, does it make you more prepared or does it just give you like agita in your heart? Um, Or both? Both. Okay. I'd say that... I've gotten better at being prepared for things. Like I'll make a list of what I need before um, a shoot. But I also still, even with a list, I'm like, oh, crap, did I forget this? Um, Like I'm still uh, sometimes being like, You're in the car on the way there. Yeah. uh, I Um, feel like I... Got to check my case for my camera again. Um, Yeah. Okay. Not a bad thing, necessarily. Yeah, no, not necessarily a bad thing. That's good. That's good. I'm getting to know you quite a bit (laughs) better and well. Let me ask you, how long have you lived in Florida? My whole life, minus three years. Minus three? You were born somewhere else and then moved down here? No, I was born here. I moved away for three years. Seattle, To Seattle. That's right. Washington. So literally the polar opposite of Florida. Literally the polar opposite. Yeah. One state away from Alaska. Let me ask you <laughs> this then. How do you feel about the beach? Beauty the beach is great. I'm going to go to the beach tomorrow. Oh, are you? Um, yeah. What do you do when you're there? Um, lay in the sand, bathe in the water. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually bathing at the beach, but I mean, I guess you kind of are bathing when you're, you're at the beach. Certainly could be. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, just sit on the water, uh, maybe eat a pub sub, um, and then just go for a swim, hang out with my friend. Is that a uh, a relaxing thing for you? Is that a recharge type of situation uh, for you? Yeah, I'd say it would be a recharge type situation. Um, yeah, just, just simply hanging out. I don't do a lot of just chilling. Um, I feel like 90% of the time I feel like I always have to be doing something. Um, so, yeah, I definitely say that it's a recharging situation for me. Is that is the beach a typical go to or is it any no, nature? I rarely we'll ever go to the beach. Okay. Um I don't even go outside. No, I'm just Great. kidding. <laughs> um, this is actually the first time I came yeah. out in weeks. Um yeah, I don't really go to the beach though. I wish that I did go more often. Um I had this realization several years ago. I was in um Minneapolis and people, a lot of people realize it when they're in Minneapolis. Do they need to go outside? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you just had a realization that you were in Minneapolis. Oh, uh, no. I had I had the realization that I uh, needed to go outside more when I was there. Um, I went to the Mississippi River, um, which people are always like, the Mississippi River doesn't go through Minneapolis, but it does. Um, I've And I was just walking around the park there, and it was just breathtaking and i just realized how much we miss out on by not being regularly in nature 
And like something inside of me was like, you need, you need this more. Like you just like, and not just you, everyone, um, needs to be out in the wild from time to time. Like Mm -hmm. there's like something inherently good in that, that like makes you alive more so than in a city or inside somewhere. Well, let me ask you, because this is, you have this sort of interesting perspective on this. When you're going outside and you're doing this or the beach tomorrow, for example, are you taking a camera? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your time Um, to just, and I know we have cameras in our phones and stuff, but you're, you're a photographer. So you have 800 cameras, I'm imagining. 1700. 1700. At least Um. 800 is what I should have said. Uh, But you're not going there to capture anything you you're kind of turning off that part of your brain for a little bit um i'm not going there to capture anything i don't know that i'm turning off that part of my brain entirely i feel like i woke up in the actually i was thinking about this i woke up in the middle of the night and started thinking about a photo shoot that i have coming up and that i don't know that's ever happened to me now that i think about it until literally last night um but yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's a way to recharge. I'm not I'm not 100%. Um Yeah, no, it's a way to recharge mm-hmm. and just like get away from that and I try and regularly um have time away from my camera. Um Yeah. Yeah, so you're not always thinking about it. I'm curious about that with um, uh, creative specifically. You know, yeah. does the writer take when they're having to recharge? Do they take a notepad or do they take a, you know, their computer with them everywhere they go? <laughs> what about the painter and and so on? So that's an interesting. Uh, yeah, I would say in a lot of ways, I feel like at least writers, it seems like they're always like taking even like a pad with them mm-hmm. to just like jot down ideas. I don't really do that. I mean, occasionally I'll put a thing in my, in my notepad, but I'm also not a writer really. Um, well, as far as writers go, they're always stealing ideas from other people. They yeah. I mean, everyone's happen, stealing ideas. And they're like, Oh, I'm going to take that. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I got into studio work because I met a person who did photos on like a studio backdrop and I had never seen that. Um, like I started doing pop-ups cause I saw a guy in New York doing it and was like, Oh, you can like, I can do this. Um, so, I mean, I think that we're all stealing things yeah. pretty it's, regularly. Was it Picasso who said good artists steal? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it was Picasso, but that saying is, is correct. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next up, Crowdshare scooters. Let's go back to technology for a second. What so scooters? The scooters downtown oh, and stuff. Yeah. The electric yeah, scooters, yeah, yeah. the crowd chairs. I was thinking like the scooters that like you sit in at the grocery store. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, we can do those next. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so Beauty or the Beast for the downtown scooters and then Beauty or the Beast for the public scooters. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm so torn. I have such a problem making decisions mm-hmm. um that's not true i make a lot of decisions with my I, life i decided I imagine, to come yeah. here today but yeah. i also like 
I have a difficult time being definitive about things. So here's, and um, if you're worried about hurting anybody's feelings, I'm not. Oh no, I'm not worried about hurting the anyone's scooter feelings. Scooter community is um, going to be fine with yeah, your no, decision. Yeah, no, I, I don't way. worry about anyone's feelings. Let uh, oh, let that be clear. Well, that'll um, make for I think good radio. That makes me a serial killer. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, there's a part of me that like enjoys watching people joyfully scoot up and down the streets. And then there's the other part that's like, man, these things are a nuisance. Um, so I guess I would lean towards the first part and say that they're a beauty. Okay. Yeah. Because even though the they're joy. nuisance, uh, like they're, they're kind of just left irresponsibly around, um, around town. And I'm sure people are getting drunk and writing them in the walls um, or throwing them on the ground and themselves on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely beastly. But overall, I'd say beauty because I like I think that it's good that people get joy out of those things because I see a lot of people pass like ride by me on the sidewalk when I'm in my car that look very happy while they're scooting away. Um, and then public scooters like the ones at the grocery store, I'd say I'd say they're a, they're a beauty. They're they're definitely helping people, it seems, who could not navigate the grocery store on their own. There you go. Yeah. All right. So we're two thumbs up, uh, it seems like, on, on pretty much any type of scooter. <laughs> any type of scooters. Unless they're on the beach. Unless, In which yeah. case, I think they would have a lot of trouble. But they there. do make, like, little scooter-type things that go through sand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I can agree with you. I In don't general, know that should yeah. really be on the beach. Uh, let me ask you about cursive, the writing style, not the band. Not the band. Yeah. Okay. Beauty or the Beast? Beauty. Yeah. Now, I, what I appreciate is that you actually wrote out beauty and cursive for that one. I did. So yeah, I held you. up a sign. Yeah. And, uh, that was really nice. Yeah, I think it's a beauty even though I've heard they're taking it out of schools, which... They've taken it out a lot. They're putting it back in in some cases. So, yeah. Which means that someone thinks it's a beast. Someone does think it's a beast. <laughs> did you have to learn when you were in school? I did. And do you still write in cursive? Uh, only to sign my name. Okay. And even that is questionable. It's mostly just chicken scratch at this yeah. point, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Same as me. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't written in cursive in a while, and I'm curious to see if I could remember it. Yeah. What do you think if you had to start uh, writing in I cursive I wouldn't remember right all the letters. Yeah. I definitely would not. Um, so you start making up letters. Yeah, I for sure. Even in that. my signature, I sometimes make up letters. <laughs> David Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. All right. How about sleep? Beauty or the Beast? Oh, man. I'd say I'd say beauty. Yeah, definitely you need sleep. Okay, yes. How do you feel about sleep? Uh, yes, we need sleep. I feel Granted. like, I mean, I wish that I didn't have to do it, but I don't think it's a beast. Interesting. Yeah. If you could live 50 years in a row without sleep. It actually sounds tiresome. I take it back. Okay. I want to sleep. <laughs> I'm getting tired thinking about it right now. <laughs> I'm going to go home and go back to bed. It's also early in the morning, um, so you probably yeah. just want to get some uh, additional rest. All right. Fair enough. Uh, tiny houses. Beauty of the Beast. Oh, man. All of these are just such difficult questions to just land on one side of the fence. Yeah. Um, but That's I would why say, I ask it. That's why I, would I, say I have to get to know you. 
Yeah, I mean, and see what kind of person you are. Part of me is like, oh, it's a beast because it's so tiny. But I think that the tiniest is good, and um, yeah, I think that I would say that it's a beauty. I don't think we always need tons of stuff. And could you live in a tiny house? Is my first question, and my second question is, if you can't, could you live in a tiny house made out of cameras? <laughs> um, I, <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, Thank you. I could I could live in a tiny house. And second question. Well, it doesn't really count now because you said you could. But would you want a tiny house made primarily out of cameras? As long as it was like waterproof. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that'd be we cool. We have that technology. Um, can I can I pull some of the cameras off and occasionally That's use them? That's exactly, yeah. Or literally you have the person you're photographing in there and it's almost like 360 degree camera taking. Crazy. That sounds like you a lot of work. just stand outside and click one button and it takes a Dang. picture of that person. Yeah, I don't like that. No? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I like interacting with the person. You it, do. It takes me out of the out of the equation, which is which is sad. That is definitely something you don't want. A machine. Well, I want to get talking about that specifically, how you do it, your take, and everything. So let's leave it at this for now. Cobbler, beauty or the beast? Oh, beauty. Yeah. I mean, maybe a beast because if you have too much of it, it will make you fat. Can I say sure. that on the radio? Is that offensive? Uh, for the, all the cobbler uh, aficionados out there. Gosh. It might be. I'm sorry to you fat cobbler aficionados. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm also thinking the cobbler industry <laughs> is going to take you out now. I'm sorry to the cobbler industry. Please don't off me. Do you have a uh, favorite type of cobbler? Oh, man, peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. I mean, Very man, nice. my wife's a baker, mm-hmm. and I feel like her pie shop makes blueberry cobbler. I feel like she's made like a raspberry cobbler. Um, maybe I just like cobbler. Um, do you like it better than pie or on the same level as pie? Pie is so good. I, I'd say, (laughs) I'd say, oh man, I'd say they're pretty close to being on. I would go pie, pie. You would go pie. Yeah, I would go pie for sure. I feel like Um, the pie cobbler debate is one that says a lot about a person because they're essentially the same. Right, peach cobbler and peach pie. Yeah, but cobbler doesn't have a ingredients. crust. That's the thing is pie is really well organized and you can see the shape <laughs> and it's very easy to understand, whereas cobbler is chaos. Yeah, that's fair. It is a way more organized thing. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So you like organization over chaos is what I'm I, hearing. I do. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But I'm not also you don't the always most get organized. It. Yeah. Yeah. You um, don't always have it in your life. But, but I do appreciate when it is there and feel way more secure when it's there. Nice. All right, well, let's listen to a song, and we'll come back, and I want to hear more about the process, about how you interact with your subject. I think that's really interesting from a um, an artistic standpoint and how, you know, I think one of the things that occurs to me is when do you interject yourself and when do you try to take yourself out of it and getting that that photo. So I want to talk about all of that, but first, let's play a song. I'm here with David Lawrence. My name is Nick. You can find David at IamDavidLawrence.com. I encourage you to go there, find him, follow him on all the social medias. And if you're curious about any of the events that he has coming up, you can go to those. He does Polaroid pop-ups and other kind of pop-ups around town. 
but he's also doing a headshot and portrait day at his studio, and that's going to be March 25th and 26th. That's correct. Nice. All my details are correct. They were correct. All of them are spot on. I don't even know if you even need to be here. (laughs) No, you should probably be here. Let's play a song. Uh, It's going to be Cassius with I Love You So on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Every week. That's how often Nick is on the radio with amazing people from around Orlando. There are chefs and makers, artists and podcasters, comedians and journalists, and many, many more. If you like what you're hearing, consider subscribing to the podcast, or if you already subscribe, follow the show on social media. If you do both of these things already, you know that true happiness is attainable. Well done. Now back to the show. Cassius on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album The Rockers. I love you so. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Every week I have a very special guest, and this week that special guest is David Lawrence. Hi. Hello there. I am David Lawrence. (laughs) That's great. It's me in the flesh. Yeah, Good. I'm here. I am I, David Lawrence is also your URL, so I like how you work that into the conversation. Yes. Yeah. And I drove here in a self-driving car. Well, then technically you didn't drive here. Yeah, you're right. You I were transported here. I was not transported here. We were just talking about self-driving cars earlier mm-hmm. and whether they were beautiful or beastly. And I decided that they were beautiful. I think you went beautiful across the board. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was torn on a lot of them, but a lot of them had more beautiful pros than uh, Than beastly beastly cons. cons, Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Like how you tied that all together. If you missed any of the show today, it'll be available as a podcast on most of the major podcast networks. Please don't listen to it. Just please, please listen to it. It's up to you. You can if you want. I want you to listen to Nick. Okay, I'll just edit you out of yeah. the entire podcast. That would make for a really entertaining discussion. Uh, one of the things that David does, and I don't want to pigeonhole you into anything, so I'm always curious how people... Yeah, please don't pigeon me. I, I will not throw yeah, pigeons I don't at want you. you to define me. Uh, I am always curious when you introduce yourself, like how do you... You know, hey, David, what do you do? I make dating apps. Let me tell you one of the best answers I ever heard to uh, to that question is, what do you do? do? About what? I like that one. I like that as well. So I I know you're a photographer. Yes. And so I don't actually make dating apps. Nick didn't even acknowledge when I said that. He uh, just went over it. I apologize. We might have a dating app coming up in Bad Business Ideas, so maybe that's why I was just skipping over it. That'd be great. Oh, oh gosh. No, I I don't. There's no dating apps. Um, Anyways, sorry, Nick. Continue on. No, no, no. Uh, As a photographer, I think that uh, any creative um, endeavor, any creative profession is is really difficult um, because you're introducing yourself as a photographer you have to make money doing something that is inherently creative that people often need but don't know how to ask for, don't know how to negotiate. One of the ways um, or one of the reasons I reached out to you is because we knew each other from uh, you took shots at Pachacacha, which I spoke at a couple of years ago. 
and they have an event coming up, I think, in the next couple of weeks. But I was like, I, I tried to refer you to somebody who needed headshots. Uh, she's a professional writer. She's an author, and she definitely needs those things. And she didn't know how to ask for what she wanted. Hmm. Because, and I feel like this is a difficulty with any, whether it's a logo or something like that. If I, I kind of want this, I kind of want that, um, and I need something that looks professional, but I almost want to be also want to be fun or something along those lines. How difficult is that negotiation process typically when you're first meeting with somebody who needs something? And maybe it's not headshots because we kind of know what a headshot looks like but maybe it's for wedding or something else. Like how do you bring your creativity to bear in a conversation with someone who is asking for or trying to figure out what they want? Yeah, I think that, I don't know. I don't really, I don't want to say I don't come into contact a lot with people that don't know what they want. I'd say... I'd almost dare to say that if someone is like, oh, I don't know what I want, that there's some other thing that they're actually concerned about, at least with a portrait. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I feel like my gut would be not that they don't know what they want because it's very simple what they need if it is in that realm of, needing a photo for your business. It's just like you need a photo of you. Um, but it kind of sounds like. So there might be further concerns that, oh, can you make me look good? Yeah. For example. Like it kind of sounds like there's like just some concern or fear with just not knowing what you'll get or not even knowing what you'll get, but just like not wanting to see how you could be painted or not even how, how you could be painted, but just not wanting to see who you are. Um, do you so, find that people don't like their photographs? Don't like their photo being taken? Like they don't like seeing themselves sometimes? I think so. 1000%. Yeah. I, I mean, there, I'm sure there's circumstances where I'm blind, like where I, where I do something that is good and it's not actually that great. Um, like anyone, I feel like we all can can do that. But I I had a lady a while ago. This actually really only happened to me like once. Um, who came to me for a portrait session, and I sent her her photos. And I try and follow up with clients after, and just like ask them if they were happy with everything, what mm -hmm. could be improved upon. And she was like, the photos were fine, but. I didn't feel like it looked like me. I I don't think my face is as large as it appears in in the photos. And there are certain things like you can use certain lenses that like will or certain like distances from your subject that will increase or decrease the size of a person's like face features or, or, or features, but I went and looked back at this person's Instagram and I was like, this looks like you, you look the same in all of these photos. And I didn't say like, Oh, I think like you're just not comfortable with yourself or the reality of who you are. 
but I was I was kind of thinking that, and I I think that, yeah, unless someone's a bad photographer, which they're unfortunately not that I want to like crap on anyone, but like there no, fortunately no, no. are name, a lot of name all the photographers uh, you think are bad. Yeah, all of them. You no, have an they, alphabetical list that um, you have yeah, with I you do. in front of you. Um, I think <laughs> that there are. There, I mean, it's like that with any, like, field. But I think that, like, there are photographers who I'm like, oh, man, like, this isn't actually a flattering photo. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, like, when a person is captured well, they'll really see themselves. And that is going to bring up insecurities, I think, if, they're, if they don't like things about themselves. Um and so, yeah, I mean, back to like what you're, what you said about your friend, I just think it's like a, a bigger thing. Like, sure. I'll run into people where they're like, it's like a restaurant owner and they want photos of their restaurant and they're like, Oh, I'm not really sure what I want other than I just want to show the restaurant. Um, and I'm like, okay, like, you know what, you know what you want then? Like, let's get photos of the food mm-hmm. and like some photos of like the employees interacting and maybe some like portraits of you and your staff. Um, so I'd say overall people have a general idea of of what they want unless they're just like wandering around aimlessly and trying to waste your time, which doesn't seem to happen a whole lot uh, to me. But yeah, I realize I gave you kind of a long answer. No, no. But, um, yeah, I don't think that that happens to me a ton. I feel like people for the most part come to me with a pretty clear vision of, of what they're wanting. Um, and I guess a, a better way to have asked it was, would be what are people's hangups typically when getting something like this done? Uh, and so I think you answered that one is they're concerned about how they're going to look yeah. they're nervous about having their picture taken in many ways. It's almost like it's not quite the same fear as public speaking which, you know, is one of the number one fears, like just above death, I think. Mm. Um, So I don't think getting your photograph taken is quite up there. But the idea that you're not going to look as good or you're going to have to give this to people or you're going to have to, you know, when I did the Polaroid pop-up you were doing at Swine and Sons, um, I didn't do a serious look in any of the photos. And I like how they turned out, but I know that that was my way of dealing with having my photo taken because I don't like having my photo taken. So I think that um, those types of hangups are really what it comes down to. It's not that, to your point, it's not that people don't know what they want. It's that they don't necessarily want to fully commit to what they need. And so that's a tough one. Let me ask you about, you mentioned earlier about wanting to be in the studio with the person. You don't want to just automate the photography process, right? How important is that back and forth, regardless of the type of photo that you're doing, whether it's a portrait, a headshot, uh, something out, you know, out and about, or even in the restaurant? Yeah. I mean, I think it's super important in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of the photos that I do, especially when I like I'll, I'll set up studios in random public places and you can come sit for a portrait and, leave with a photo and a lot of a lot of those are very quick it's in a public place they're not coming to my studio for to sit there for like an hour um and so 
you have to break down the the walls that this person has and I think that that just looks like meeting them where they're at like and just acknowledging them just saying like hi I'm I'm David like it's nice to meet you what is your name um and really just giving people the space to uh, a friend of mine gave me this term that I feel like works really well to just feel their feelings. Um, and I always tell people that like over and over, like, Hey, like the goal is to just get a photo that, that captures you. And I like to say, feel your feelings. So if you feel like being serious or happy, um, or, or sad, or jumping up and down with smiling, like you can do that. Like I'll give you a little bit of direction. Like if I feel like something's a bit un- unflattering, actually I won't even say that half the time. I'll just be like, I'll give you a little bit of direction. Um, but overall just do, do what you want. Um, and I feel like that is really helpful in just calming people and, and getting people comfortable. Cause I think they realize like, Oh, you're not really like asking or demanding much of me. Like I can just be present here. And some people just sit there. I mean, other people will get more animated or like move around. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always, always different, but yeah, that's kind of the way I would focus on like just getting people to be comfortable. How important and how much of your own mindset comes into it? Because, you know, we often think about the subject. The subject has to be happy or the subject yeah. has to smile. The subject has to – but as the photographer, as the, you know, the the artist trying to paint the picture, for yeah. lack of a better term, um, how important is it for you to be in a particular mind space in order to do that? Yeah, that's an and, interesting question. I think about that because – I, yeah, I think that, I think that you have to be in control of the situation at a certain point. And I don't know, it's kind of like a a dance almost like you have to guide it because you don't want to like give them like an unflattering photo or do a bad job, but you also want them to be themselves. Um, So I'd say it's a, yeah, a delicate dance just between like controlling the situation, but also just like letting people be free. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm letting you go to see if there's anything else there. Yeah, I I was like, what did you ask me? This is <laughs> my my ADHD is kicking in. I was like, I don't know what he asked me. So um, I was thinking specifically, uh, you know, I follow you on uh, Instagram, and if yeah. you want to follow David, I would encourage you to do so. Um, to know where he's coming up, to know where he's doing pop ups, but also to see some of his work as well. And that's at I am David Lawrence. Correct. L a w r e n c e. Yeah, sometimes people use a U, yeah. but there's no U. L A W R E N C E. You got it. Um, and you had photographed, uh, I think he's a musician, Noah Gunderson. Yes. And you were talking a little bit about how uh, the nostalgia for a shared place that you both lived, you know, kind of caught you in the feels without yeah. realizing it. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird day. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm wondering if that 
you know, like when I'm sad, I'll put on sad music. I'll, yeah. you know, write something in that vein. Like it's hard for me to write happy yeah. when that's happening. But I'm wondering if for you, um, you know, if that day specifically, uh, did you feel like it changed the tone or and, and I'm not saying anything bad about the photos. I'm, I think yeah. it actually probably really worked really well. Um, especially if you have this musician that's probably very regularly introspective anyway. Yeah. Um, if you're being introspective, does that help in the process? I'm curious I, about that. I don't that. know. That was a weird one because I feel like that guy is pretty emotional, mm-hmm. it seems, based on his music. Um, and I think that... I think that like probably a lot of the the photos would have been like serious and more somber regardless of where I was I was at and I feel like for the most part I'm able to push aside how I'm how I'm feeling and just focus on uh, the the person mm-hmm. and just getting a good photo out of the shoot and making them feel comfortable. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that your mood definitely does affect things. I realized like I I had a day last week where I was like running around. I booked. I just kind of. I think it was actually that day. It was that day. I uh, I had booked a like headshot session with someone at like 10 in the morning. Um, and then I made plans to like meet up with a friend at, at noon. Um, and then I had that shoot at two and then I had something else like later in the afternoon at four. And so it was just a little bit of a, a packed day. And this guy came in for his headshot and it was just supposed to be a very quick thing. Um, it's for this nonprofit that I work with. And um, I just knew it was going to be like five, ten minutes. We only needed one shot. And I realized that I was just very, like, amped up when he got there. And so much that I was just kind of, like, standing up um, in like off to the side in front of him, almost just like kind of pacing back and forth. And I was like, Oh, I need to actually like, I felt like in that moment I needed to like actually sit down with the guy and just like talk with him as opposed to just like picking up my camera and going, just going at it. Um, and there's been other times where I've simply just picked up my camera and just gone into a shoe. And I don't know that it's gone bad, but I think it would have been better if, I'd sat with the person. So I think that I wouldn't necessarily my say how I'm feeling internally always affects things. I mean, I guess it does in some capacities, but I think that I regularly can make the choice to regardless of how I'm feeling still set the tone by like sitting with a person and just talking with Mm -hmm. them. Um, So I think like, I think if I was just like in a totally crap mood and was like being rude, it would affect someone for sure. But I think that I'm 
for the most part, able to put things aside because I've definitely been like, I've definitely had some really bad days where like I've had to deal with people all day and maybe people were picking up on it, but I don't think they were. No one ever said anything. They said they still enjoyed their time. Um, So the short answer is like, I think that like where you're at emotionally can affect it. But I also think that like we have the ability to, not always let those things overflow into situations and that if we're making the choice to sit down for me, if I'm making the choice to sit down with someone and like actually look them in the eye and like Mm -hmm. get on their level, um, it doesn't really matter how I'm feeling. Like my goal is just to sit with them and get a good photo. So coming up, uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, the 25th and the 26th, you'll have a headshot and portrait day. What is the way that somebody should prepare for that? Or what would you want to see like somebody coming in uh, to have with them? For example, you know, do you want them to show you, you know, I, I kind of like these photos or I want something in this style? Like, how is that process usually going for you? Yeah. Um, so those are more of like a quick thing. Like you you do like a 15 minute session and you you come in and... I'll usually have a couple backdrops set up and um, sorry, I felt like I was fighting off a sneeze. Sorry, radio. Um, But I I think it's a sneeze button. I think it's passing. Yeah. WPRK. We need a sneeze button. Get on it. Um, But yeah, so it's normally like a a quicker, a quicker thing. Um, You come in for about 15 minutes. Goal is to get 10 different photos at the end And so there's not really a a lot of time to always like dive in like super deep, but I still think that we can get a good, like a a good library of, of unique and creative photos. But yeah, I guess to answer your question to prepare, I mean, a lot of people don't really bring in photos like occasionally I can probably count on like one one hand maybe out of like the hundreds of people that have photographed when doing like the headshot days that someone's brought inspiration um, other than the inspiration of them verbalizing, oh, I just want a photo that looks like me. But um, yeah, people could totally, if they wanted to, like could show me a photo on their phone or multiple photos and be like, hey, I like this photo. Um and that's that's totally fine, but I think the biggest encouragement that I like to give people is just be yourself. Like, if you feel like being yourself is wearing a purple dress with flowers on it or a dinosaur costume, uh, just just do it. Like, do really whatever makes makes you happy and feel comfortable. Um, that's really like my biggest encouragement. Like, people mm-hmm. ask me a lot, like, "Oh, what should I wear?" And I, and I just kind of like someone was getting photos. They were board member photos for a website, um, for this nonprofit that I work with. And they're like, what, what should I wear today? And I was like, well, wear whatever makes you feel comfortable, but also keep in mind that like people are going to see this on, on the website. Um, but at the same time, just wear what makes you feel like you and what you feel, what you would feel comfortable with others seeing you in. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually try and discourage people from wearing bright neon colors 
because like I, I photographed another nonprofit, all their staff members, they had like these neon orange shirts and literally their skin, uh, was all, or maybe it was green. It was like neon green. Like their skin turned the color. Oh, because of the of, light and the reflection. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Uh, of it. And there was and they like, definitely were not lizard people. They were definitely not lizard people. Okay, great. Um, and so there was like next that. to nothing that I even like pulling into Photoshop and like trying to mess with the color. I was just like, Oh, you still look orange or green. Um, so that'd be another thing. Like, unless you want to look, a certain bright color. Try not to wear reflective neon. It's a lot of reflective neon. For wear a lot of in. reflective neon. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's leave it at that for now. A lot of reflective neon is the name of mine and David's new band. Heck yeah. You can uh, find <laughs> us at IamDavidLawrence.com if you want to learn more about David, the band, and uh, upcoming photography events and things of that nature. Uh, we're already at the end of the first hour. Perfect. And yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say it's com slash headshot day. Oh, okay. For yeah, the actual can, headshot day to yeah. sign up. Yep. And you can sign up there. You don't even have to interact with me. You can just do it digitally. Um, but you can definitely email me if you have any questions. Um, Perfect. All right. Well, we have another hour to go. We have a pop quiz coming up, bad business ideas. Uh, let's play a couple of commercials and then we'll be back with David Lawrence. You're listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. If you need a little pick-me-up, a little more pep in your step, go to your podcast provider and subscribe to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. The Bob in the show is Bob Kajas, an improv host and teacher at SAC Comedy Lab and a motivational speaker and organizational coach. The Nick in the show is the same Nick as this show, so you already know someone there. Your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick comes out every weekday, five times a week, and every episode is less than 10 minutes. Perfect for your ride to work, or from work, or near work. Now back to the show. Okay, go on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Good morning, my name is Nick. That was This Too Shall Pass from their album of the blue color of the sky. As I mentioned, this is to a certain degree. I do this every week, every week, very special guest. And I have to remind them that this too shall pass the show. Basically, uh, David Lawrence is my guest this week. Morning, David. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. If you miss any of the show, please subscribe to the to a certain degree podcast or go to to a certain degree.com. I really have to change the name. There's way too many twos in the sentences in two, which two, I use two, it. Two, 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 two. two. So two, we're going to put on our thinking two twos right now, David. Amen. So, because you know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for bad business. Bad like, business. Wait, hang on. Let me do that again. You messed it's it up. It's time for bad business ideas. Oh, I'm pressing the wrong button. Uh-oh. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. Still doing stop motion animation in a world of computer animated and generated graphics. Speaking of stop motion animation, David, you know what today is the What's anniversary that? of? In 1933, 
a little movie by the name of King Kong came out. Oh, wow. Was premiered in New York City for the first time. Freaked everybody out. They didn't know if Skull Island was real or not. We know that it's probably not real. I think it might be real. It could be real. Um, it was a huge hit, of course, that still uh, inspires sequels today. And yeah. we have a new movie coming out with King Kong. And a ride. Well, it's an old ride. But, oh, yeah, an old yeah. ride. But no, new movie's coming out. It's uh, Godzilla oh. versus Kong. Oh, that actually sounds pretty rad. I would like to see that. Out, that sounds yeah, super cool. You'll be able to see it in November. We'll go. Heck yeah. And then I'm we'll down. come back on the radio and Let's tell people how we think about it. Yeah, if it sucked or not. Is it going to be a buddy comedy? Like to bring your friends to? No, no, no. Like b- Godzilla and Kong teaming up and oh, like going. No, I don't think so. No, that's too bad. Uh, I mean, it could be, but I, I don't know. That's difficult. I feel like they're probably going to destroy each other. Well, they might. Or at least the worlds around them. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. That's always good to see. Uh, bad business ideas is all about pitching terrible ideas. So I was thinking about this is uh, King Kong and Godzilla and we don't have those kinds of crossovers between movie franchises anymore. Like we have Marvel with a bunch of crossovers, but that's all inter-Marvel. You don't see any Disney characters sure. in there or anything. Yet at least. But I want to see what about like doing some crossovers. I want to pitch some crossovers to you. You can tell me if you're you're with it, if you think this will do well. Again, this is what Bad Business Ideas is all about. You're a successful businessman. So you'll know if this will work. Fast and the Furious versus Kong. Sounds so rad. Okay, good. <laughs> Bad Boys versus Kong. We'll get Will Smith and Martin Lawrence for one more movie. I, I never got into Bad Boys. I think I was a little too young. Oh, for um, that one? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of what it is, so it probably wouldn't be up my alley. I know which one you're going to like, Sonic the Hedgehog versus Kong. I don't I don't like that. Oh, um, no. Yeah, no, I feel like those are two separate things. Like, Sonic's okay. just the little guy, you know? It seems a little unfair. But he's really fast. Yeah, it se- it still seems unfair for both of them. He'll run away, and if King Kong did catch up with him, he'd crush him. Yeah. Um, it would be a short movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that might be where the buddy comedy comes in, where it's the two of them, like an odd couple type of yeah, situation. Yeah, I just still feel like they should just be left alone. Stay in your lane. How about The Quiet Place 2 versus Kong? I don't know what The Quiet Place is. Oh, The Quiet Place is a horror movie. That oh, came no. out. Haven't, okay. haven't seen it. Okay. Don't know anything so about know it. About that Next. <laughs> All right. Great way to get the juices flowing. Now, I'm going to present to you two terrible ideas, and you're going to help me improve them and then pick the one you think will do well and then also run that business. Perfect. That yeah. sounds good. Great. David, may I call you David? Uh, you may. Please don't call me Dave. Okay. Got it. If my dad's name was Dave, that would be his name. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I actually don't know what you mean by that. Uh, like I just feel like it's an old man name. Oh, People always call me Dave, name. and I'm like, that's not my name. It's like Dave um, from the Wendy's yeah. commercials. Yeah, I yeah. get it now. Get it? Yeah. Your so I was like, if David. that was my dad's name, I am a young yeah. man, but an old soul, but a young man at heart. Okay. Amen. Uh, you're a creative guy. Sometimes. Great, and you feel completely fulfilled by your creative abilities all day, every day. Sure. No, no, you don't. That's not true. Me yeah. neither. Yeah. Sometimes I'm feeling good about what I do, whether it's podcasting or writing or 3D printing or, you know, taking typewriters to places. And sometimes I don't feel that great about it. Sometimes I feel like the grass is definitely greener on the side of the photographer or the sculptor or the painter. Like, I wish I could do that. I see everybody's best life on Instagram and I'm like, yeah. 
man, I would give anything to do that. Well, guess what? Now you can. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Sometimes I want to, oh, I don't want to interrupt you. Oh, so no, it's fine. Sometimes I just want to post a picture of myself sitting on the toilet. Not, like nothing, nothing graphic, but just to be like, it's not always pretty. That's a good point. So you're not always living your best life. But yeah. sometimes you ever look at somebody else's feet and go, man, I just wish I could sculpt like that or create yeah, ceramics like that. Yeah. With Creative Trader, our new app, no vowels <laughs> in that, by the way, you can get matched with other artsy folks who are willing to trade out their pieces so that each of you can then take credit for those pieces. So it's not as good Sounds as dangerous. being able to paint. But you can, so you might do a series of photographs, some still lifes, maybe some nature photos, and you say to somebody like a painter, and you say, hey, I'm going to trade you, maybe not a painter, maybe a sculptor. And you say, you give me that sculpture, and I'll say that I did it, and you take these pictures, and you say that you did it. Sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what do you think about it so far? Would that satisfy that need to no, be it sounds, a creative person? It sounds like, do you remember in the late 90s, there was a guy that was on Oprah and he wrote a book. It was called like A Million Little Pieces. Yeah. And but he, he didn't actually write the book or he made up the story. He just made up the whole yeah. story. And it was like, it was great while he was on Oprah at first because he was on Oprah and that's rad. And Who it wouldn't want to be on Oprah. Her, it was one of her book selections. It sold a gazillion yeah, copies. Yeah. And then it backfired. What is that guy doing now? I but mean, see, he made that up. What we're doing is actually trading. So from a karma yeah, but standpoint, you're still making it up. Karma standpoint, I feel like we're on more solid ground. I don't buy. You're it. saying shaky no, ground because you're, you're lying. You're saying that this is yours. Lying is a strong. When we're doing bad business ideas, we tend not to use the L word. Well, I'm gonna have to use it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So I'm feeling like you're not going to pick this idea. So no. let's go on to the next one. Let's turn over. What if I don't like either of them? Uh, then you have to make up a bad business idea on the spot. And then Perfect. I have to I've run got it. one. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, I still want to hear it. Okay. But let's go over to something else that uh, I think you're passionate about, music. Hell yeah. I love music. Okay, good. And so you go to shows. You sometimes photograph shows and stuff. Sometimes. What is the problem with the show these days, either as a photographer or as uh, just a concert goer? Oh, the sound. The sound. It's loud. Yeah, it's very loud. It's Sometimes very I loud. feel like it should be turned down and it would be even like a metal show. I feel like just turn it down a little bit. Like my so, our, our yeah. ears don't need to be pounded with this. What else? Like uh, the starting time. Are uh, always starting time. With what time the show I wish starts? that set times were more publicly available usually when you get to the venue you can see it yeah um but i get they want you to like see all the bands i would say uh part of me is like oh give free beer but that would end up really bad um, people would get irresponsible poorly. um but i think uh, the way that a show could be improved is maybe not even the actual show as much as it's just the the things surrounding it like ticket fees and very overpriced food and drinks. But what about how crowded it is? If it's a very popular, uh, do you want less crowd? That doesn't really bother me. Okay. More um, bathrooms, cleaner bathrooms? Cleaner bathrooms for sure. Maybe an yeah. earlier start time and they an start right on time. An earlier start time, yeah, and starting right on time. Well, you're um, in luck 
because our new company, Early Rave, will change the concert-going experience for the better. The shows will start earlier. They'll start on time. We'll take a look at the venue. We'll add bathrooms, maybe right next to the stage. And my idea is to cut down on the number of people there. I don't like crowds. Nobody likes crowds. So if it's only seven of us seeing the show at 5 o'clock on a Tuesday, I am (laughs) there for that. Uh, And there will be seats, too. So it's not just standing room only. So we're going to take the music experience we love and turn it into something that works for us. But don't you think the artists would be disappointed to get up and only play in front of seven people? That's an excellent point, and maybe we should ask them if this is the business that you choose. So that's early rave. What yeah. do you think about that one? Uh, it's all right. Oh, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, I I'm see. Just, you just want to pitch yours, don't you? Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think it I, – I like the idea of the bathrooms by the stage. That's incredible. But – I don't know. There is something about having a shared experience with lots of people. Okay, so um, if we take that's why out people the, join cults. It great. I think we're making <laughs> a case for it. If we take out the uh, less crowds, yes. If we just the same number of crowds, but at five o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know, because like I saw one of my favorite bands play uh, at the end of two thousand and eighteen. They played at a stadium and the Bee Gees. The Bee Gees, yep. yeah, and uh, they put on a heck of a show, and it was just rad because I was like, "Oh man, this is one of my favorite bands!" Like, it's just sweet to see so many people in one place that like them and are enjoying this. Um, yeah, no, I just think that's such a cool, such a cool thing. Like, there's nothing like it. All right, well, let's hear your bad business idea. I want to hear it. So my bad business idea is last year I started doing Polaroid pop-ups on a film that stopped being produced three years ago. I love it. I love everything about that. Yeah, so that is not a good sustainable business idea. It's not sustainable, Um, (laughs) but it is. um, So having gotten one done, Yeah. so what you do typically is take uh, take some photos with your digital camera first, get the person comfortable, and then they definitely have a takeaway that you put up later on Facebook, I think. Yes, yeah, definitely. So they can get those pictures there. And then you take the photo with the uh, Polaroid, and it's a a one shot. It is a one shot. You don't know shot. what you're going to get. Um, you don't know if there's going to be some little um, uh, and they do make the one type the of Polaroid, like the one that the Polaroid 600 film that spits out of the Polaroid. But the one I'm referencing is peel part film, which comes out of a 1960s land camera, and you manually pull the image out, wait two minutes to develop it, and then peel it open. And they stopped making that about three years ago, uh, but yet I'm selling it uh every week i love <laughs> it i love everything about that and so how many uh, about how many uh more photos do you have in the uh i have about 350 in my studio fridge okay yeah so and they're still available like you can yeah, still find, I mean, you it can still find it it's just like occasionally but it's definitely it gets... no longer yeah going to be made. so let me ask you this should we relaunch and start making that film again? yes 1000 percent. okay um so that would be a great business idea, but there's already a company that is starting to do that, but it this is a bad business idea and they have said it themselves. They're having to make each each photo by hand in a dark room and put each so they do it in single images as opposed to 
before the previous company did it in a 10 pack. Yeah. Um, so they're doing it in the same size cartridge, but it's one image at a time. And each cartridge has to be built by hand in the dark. And they have an order for like, I think they did a Kickstarter and maybe like 10,000 people backed it or something like that. Oh, good And so they, they had to go and I got it already because um, I was in the first round but they've just said like, hey, this is they've literally even said this isn't a sustainable business model. Um, this but, is fun and we're passionate yeah. about it. But and so I'm like, oh, that's that's a little questionable. Um, so that's definitely probably a bad business idea. But I think that someone should make it. I feel like there's enough people that are still interested in it that they'd be OK. All right. We're going to get started on it right away. Let's Perfect. take a quick break. Great. And we'll get started on our Polaroid camera idea. Beautiful. Uh, this is Jens Lechman. Oh, and uh, if you want to learn more about David, uh, I am davidlawrence.com is the website you should go to. Follow me on Instagram too. And, and uh, that. shoot me a message. Say hello. Say you heard this. Oh, that would be wonderful. Say you yeah. heard this. Yeah. This right here? Right here. Just what we're saying. Just what we're saying. In general. The word this. Okay. Jens Lechman and Tracy Thorne with Hotwire, the Ferris wheel. Another Woo-hoo. another bad business idea. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. The To Be Decided is a YouTube channel. Or is it more than that? I vote for more. Miller and Davis cover many topics. Do you like obscure Japanese bands from the late 90s? Stories about youthful sense and sensibilities? Ranking albums by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? Then get your computer over to youtube.com forward slash the to be decided for more. Now back to the show. Jens Lechman and Tracy Thorne on WPRK Winter Park, Florida from the album Life Will See You Now, released in 2017. Hot Wire, the Ferris Wheel, which I think we should all do sometimes. 100 percent i have hot wired a lot of ferris wheels yeah literally figuratively whichever way you go definitely try that out my name is nick you're listening to a certain degree and my special guest today is david lawrence local photographer man about town portrait photographer portrait photographer man about town beard haver yeah beard haver yeah yeah it's my middle name it's it's tough to tell us apart sometimes yeah yeah but uh, you can. Except, yeah, you're Canadian, so I can definitely... There's definitely yeah, a there's look definitely to me a difference. that yeah. is different. You um, look very Canadian. That Jens Lechman track we just played, Hot Wire, the Ferris Wheel, is something I heard on WPRK. And uh, so I would always encourage you to listen to WPRK because you're going to hear new things and things that don't get played on the radio. But I was curious if... In your world, uh, David, like uh, when you're having somebody sit down for a portrait... Or your editing probably is is the better time to do this. How are you interacting or are you interacting with music? Yeah, I'm always interacting with music. Um, so when I'm doing a photo shoot, I pretty much just listen to the Postal Service kind of on repeat because it feels like a very nice neutral music. Yep. But I also... And They'll my, be happy to hear that. They're a big listener of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ben Gibbard's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'll listen to that a lot because it's pretty chill um, and feels pretty neutral. But I also get that 
uh, people, not everyone likes the same type of music, even if it is chills. So I'll usually try and ask people, Hey, do you want to, is there a certain type of music that you would prefer to listen to? And that's always interesting. Cause like, I'd say half the time people will be like, no. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to listen to the postal service and be like, who's the postal service. And then we'll talk about that. And, but if that's not the case, like someone put on some like African dance music one time, I don't remember where in, I mean, Africa is a large continent, but I don't remember which country it was from. Um, but I was like, man, I've never heard anything like this in my life. And like someone said queen a couple weeks ago, which like, I, I mean, I grew up listening to queen, but at this point in time, I don't really listen to a whole lot. And like, that was cool just to like, listen, listen through some of their discography as we were working. Um, and yeah, typically while I'm editing photos, it's really up in the air. Sometimes I'll just put it on. I listen to music all the time while I'm editing photos. When I write, I don't listen to music or when I have to like really think about, um, what you're doing or what I'm doing. Not that I don't think about photos, but it's like, it, it almost feels like it's a different part of my brain than writing. Um, but yeah, I'm always listening to music and that can be all, all over the place. Um, my Spotify catalog is is very wide uh just a quick bad business idea yes the music that you play while somebody's sitting down for a portrait get somebody to pay you to play their music so then that person who's sitting down for a portrait will either want to buy it afterwards or get it in other ways wait what do you mean i'm confused so you you i'm sitting down for a portrait in your studio right yes and you say i'm gonna play uh, Mark with a C, who's a local artist here in town, great artist, and but he paid you to play his songs. Oh wow, that's incredible! Yeah, that sounds like a great business. I would gladly <laughs> one thousand percent take someone's money to have them to have uh, me play their music in a photo session. Perfect. That, that sounds like that doesn't sound like a bad business idea at all. Because I would just say no if their music sucked, but. If it sucked and they paid me a lot of money, I would yeah. probably still do still it. Still do it. Um, good to know. Yeah. Very, so if anyone has any bad or good music that you want to pay me lots of money to play during my during an portrait intimate, sessions. Yeah, during a fairly intimate uh, exchange. Yeah. And so it's, you know, somebody's definitely going to be more creatively open to hearing your music then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really one of, it's a very one-to-one type of selling for music. Yeah, I mean, it could work like in a mall too. Like someone could pay pay the mall to have their bad music or great music blasted through yeah. the whole entire shopping center. And I don't know that anybody's going to malls anymore. All right, let's end <laughs> bad business ideas. Let's move on to another segment. Uh, we have a pop quiz. We have a professional trivia host in Simon Time doing the pop quiz. Wow. So you don't have to rely on me for my knowledge of trivia. Incredible. You actually have to rely on somebody who has much more knowledge of trivial things. Wow. And he's going to ask you five questions. Okay. Get all five right. We will become best friends. Wow. Do I get money? No, but oh, I will need to know your schedule for the week. I will support you in whatever you do. This is weird. I should know your fears and your allergies so I can keep those things away from you. Fair. Okay. Uh, if you get two, one, or zero right, so like th- under three, correct, 
uh, then we become bitter enemies. Dang. Then I will still need to know your schedule. Wow. All your hopes and fears, and mm. especially your allergies. So you can end me? What? What? Huh? <laughs> huh? No, no, no. <laughs> All right, are you ready to get started? Lay it on me. Question number one. Hey, hey, Nick, it is I, Simon Time, local trivia host, expert quiz master, and your spiritual guide as I guide your guest, David Lawrence, five random trivia questions. Here is question number one. What is the unit of measurement for light in photography? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. You don't know? No, I have no idea. All right, let's see. That unit. It's called stops. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't think of, yeah, that makes sense because you're like, even on my lighting setup, like you're bringing it up a stop or down a stop. Yeah. I just never equated that. I just, I did not go to photography school. Okay. <laughs> um, Good to know. Yeah. So uh, I'm not wrong. formally trained. Yeah. So great. We're not going to be best friends, but we might be better enemies. Let's see yeah. how you do on the next one. For number two. The opening of a lens is measured as an F number, but what is the opening called? The F-stop. The F-stop. Yeah, I believe so. Or the aperture. The aperture. All right, let's see if you're correct. That word I'm looking for is aperture. Ha! There you go. One right, one wrong. (laughs) I know something about photography. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right, ready for the next one? Yes. Number three, in a photograph, what is it that causes what is known as red eye? Evil cats, I would Man, say. Yeah, typically. I, uh, hmm, what is it that causes red eye? I don't actually know. Um, yeah, I don't, something to do with the light maybe? Like, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure. All right. We're not Let's doing see. well here. I think we're doing okay. We're getting all the answers. The simplest answer is the camera flash reflecting blood vessels on the back of the eyeball. Gross. Wow, that blows my mind. That is super gross and graphic. So there you go. It's it's actual blood that you're seeing in their eyes. Number four. Tell me, in photography, what does the acronym DSLR stand for? Uh, Digital... Single lens reflex. Those words, digital, single lens reflex. (laughs) Too right. Yes. Too wrong. I got to get one more. You got to get one more for us to say the same level of friend. I can't mess it up. If you mess it up, which you can't do. See how much I know about photography. Then we become better enemies. And question number five. Name for me the athlete who stated image is everything in Nikon ads in the 80s and 90s. Might have been before you were born. Yeah, I uh, I was born <laughs> in the 90s. Um, but Do you want me to give you a hint on which sport? Uh, sure. Tennis. Ooh. Um, it's a it's a male. It is a male. Um Did he have a mental breakdown at some point? Uh, are you thinking of the Royal Tenenbaums? No. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not sure if he did. He was in anger management, like the movie. 
Uh, um, no, not no. that tennis player. Not that okay. tennis player. Um, yeah, that's the only tennis player I know. <laughs> um, so I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, here we go. That, of course, would be the alliterative Andre Agassi. Nick, David, those are your five photography questions for today. See you guys next time. He made them pretty tough for yeah, you. No, so that I was... think he wanted us to be enemies. Yeah. That... Does he have a Simon Time? Does Does he have a grudge against you? Have I you guess he does. Him? I've never heard of the guy. Okay. Um, but he knows more about photography than I do, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great. You can find Simon Time, uh, facebook.com slash Simon Time Trivia. He does a great podcast where he asks trivia as well and then you can uh, follow him on all those he does trivia six or seven nights a week around wow. town that's crazy yeah, i've never heard of yeah. him yeah he's great so uh yeah so let's talk a little bit let's take it offline for a second we can hey. talk about how we're going to be uh bitter enemies how this is going to go yeah, no, it's only for a week. we're going to get in a fight i mean what do you think bitter enemies do just like fight, just no, like physically just fight. Probably leave one another. Unfortunately. Yeah. See what yeah. I, I feel like. What I'm going to do is just sad. <sighs> just tell you that we're not really bitter enemies. That this is just a gag for the radio. Or you'll never talk but to me then again. Backstab you so it hurts even more. Bitterness uh, shorts shortens your life expectancy. Oh yeah. No, I'm not long for this world. Ooh. Oh, this is <laughs> this is awkward. Well, this is getting on that serious. note, we'll see you later, WPRK. Lalo Schifrin on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, The Wave. After four years on the air, Nick has interviewed nearly 200 amazing Orlando residents. It turns out there are many more that remain uninterviewed, and he'd like to change that. If you or someone you know would like to get up early on a Monday to be on the radio and chat with Nick for two hours... Take your computer and point it at to a certain degree.com. Now back to the show. Layla Schifrin on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was The Wave. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. Every week I have a very special guest. This week is no exception. David Lawrence is here. Good morning, David. Very special. Good very morning, special. everyone. Yeah. I um, appreciate you coming in. It's something that appreciate I've wanted to do me. for quite a while um, yeah. since we first started chatting about um, telling a story of photography and what it's like to do that, I think was how we originally yeah. came to uh, begin talking about it. Because um, the thing that always fascinates me with any creative endeavor is the process that you have to go through. Um, and one thing that I'm constantly reminded of that I have to remind myself is this idea of, you know, feeling like you're feeling like you're worth what you're charging. Um, so I do another podcast with Bob Codges. It's called your daily dose with Bob and Nick. And today's episode is about uh, the way he describes it is charging enough for the work that you do that it brings you joy. Mm. Because that's very hard to do in a creative industry where you feel like, well, you know, I'm good at I can write something up real quick. Yeah. I can take a, you know, not to demean or diminish anything that you or I do, but, you know, he reminded me in that, that you're not paying for necessarily just that person's hour. You're paying for the X number of years that that person sure. took to get there. Yeah. And so that always it's something I have to remind myself uh, pretty constantly. So I see the value in what I do as something more than just the five minutes it took me to write something yeah. or do something like that. 
Um, you mentioned earlier that you know you didn't go to school for photography. So coming out of high school, what was your plan and what actually happened? Like, was your goal, was your uh, journey going to be college or was that something that you decided uh, not to do? Um, yes, I did go to college for a couple couple years. Community college or community uh, college. university? Yeah. yeah. Um, and just for like general education, um, like my associate's degree, um, which I did not complete. Um, but yeah, I think that I wanted to pursue writing. Um, and yeah, my, my goal was really to like do something in, in the field of, of writing, um, maybe get a job with like a, a nonprofit. I think I was interested in nonprofit type work. Um, and yeah, then eventually I started getting into photography and then I got in an accident, um, riding my bike and then I dropped out. And then shortly after that, I met my wife and we got married and then I did not continue on with school. So photography though came up while you were at college? Yeah, so yeah. I was living in Seattle, and um, and yeah, one of I had four or five friends. I think three different friends. No, yeah, four different friends that uh, were all photographers. Two of them were guys that I lived with uh, that were my roommates. And, and photographers usually travel in packs like that. There's uh, always no. four of them together. <laughs> yeah, no, it was weird. I don't, uh, is a weird, weird, strange coincidence. Um, and so, yeah, I would just see what they'd make and I was never very artistic. I can't really draw, can't sing. Um, maybe if I practice more, I could, but I don't think that I'm very good at those things naturally. Uh, but I, I realized that with just the click of a button, you could take a picture and that could be beautiful and even artistic. And I was like, oh, that's something that I, I can actually do. Like I can purchase a camera and I can take photos and they can be beautiful and maybe even be art. And you could actually make a living at it as well. Uh, yeah, that came eventually. Um, it's still, <laughs> okay, it's still so a roller was, coaster. Well, no, I'm, I'm asking, was the intention at first just as a creative outlet? And then you thought, oh, maybe I can start charging people to do this for them. Uh, it was partially out of a creative out, outlet, but I also wanted to get paid to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely just did things for fun, but... I think that from the beginning I was open to trying to get paid for it. Um, and I mean, yeah, even at the beginning, like I photographed my friends that were getting engaged, just like asked them if I could do their engagement photos. They're pretty bad. They're actually really bad. <laughs> um, and, uh, they ended up asking me to photograph their wedding. Um, and that was the first first couple that I ever photographed their wedding and got got paid money for photographing something. 
Um, but I'd say like, I don't know, one of my good friends was a wedding photographer and her stuff was like really beautiful. Um, and I, I wanted to do that. Like, I think wedding photography was the first, well, that in portraits, but in particular, I, I remember my friend Jenny, like the weddings that she would document were just so beautifully done. And it's not even that the weddings themselves are necessarily beautiful. I think she was just good at taking photos um, the beauty of the people and the places were a plus, but I think she just captured things really well. And I was like, man, I, I want, I want to do that. Like, mm. I just want to make beautiful images. Um, so I guess the getting paid for it was like a secondary thing, but it was still something that I wanted When did you decide to start doing it uh, full time or when, you know, so you had this, this accident, um, was it after that or was it during the rehabilitation of that? Yeah. So it was after that. I mean, um, like I did photos before that and like just for fun, like I'd photographed a couple, probably photographed, photographed two weddings before that, I think. Um, and yeah, I, um, I started doing photography as like more of a full-time thing, probably three or four years ago, um, where I was like making a pretty good amount of income or a somewhat consistent amount of income. And then I did it full-time for a year and got another job in between there for about a year and still like did it. I mean, it still felt pretty full time. I was mm -hmm. just doing it outside of this other job. And then, yeah, this January was again a year of doing photography full time. Um, yeah. What's the biggest, you know, you're, it's still a creative process um, and it's something, a creative piece that you're delivering at the end of it. What are some of the struggles that you have with that? Um, you mentioned there's a lot of uh, competition, some of it not very good. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, in many cases, people think they can pick up a camera and be a photographer. Yeah. yeah, I don't really worry about competition or like someone like taking a job from me or someone being better. Like you're always, people are always, like you're always going to lose jobs and people are always going to be better i say that in air quotations he did than just you. for because um, we can't see you so i yeah. want to confirm that you did that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah people are always going to be better and there's always going to be jobs that you're going to lose so i don't really let that i try not to let that get me get me down um i'd say yeah there are times where i'm like oh man like hope that like this comes out all right or well. Um, but I'd say my, the biggest thing that I, that I face day to day is just like the uncertainty of what is coming next. There's just so much unknown all the time, it seems. Um, and I don't seem to know anything more than a couple weeks out half mm -hmm. the time. Um, and even when I do like still, sometimes it's like, it I'll get booked for something like a month before it happens and not have anything on the calendar 
for that whole entire month. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say that's probably the most like difficult aspect. It's not even like that there's other people that are like better or worse. I mean, I guess you could say like sometimes it's difficult, like telling them like how telling certain people how much I charge for things and they just like, just like, Oh, that's a lot. Or they like cringe. Um, and then there's other people that don't seem to blink an eye about it at all. Um, and that, well, that cause they understand the value probably of what it is that you do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I guess I'm, yeah, like, I guess I don't really think about it in, in, in that way, but I think that's a healthy perspective. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, so you mentioned, uh, you know, that anxiety we've talked about it a couple of times of whether something's going to come out. You know, whether your com- whether your camera turns on this time, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Um, do you find that over time your, I don't know, faith may not be the right word, but your faith in your equipment and your faith in your ability has gotten better? Like that anxiety isn't as high. Yeah. Um, I still definitely get anxious from time to time, but I think even with that shoot that I earlier... Um, if you listen, we talked about a shoot that I did with a musician and, um, I'd say he's a pretty well-known musician. Mm -hmm. Spotify says he has, uh, 600,000 monthly listeners. Um, pretty good. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. Um, but I think that like, I was definitely a little nervous, but I also felt very comfortable in the situation and, I don't know. I just knew that I had done photos enough times that like something was going to come out decently well. Right. Um, and yeah, like, so, I mean, I definitely still get nervous for sure. There's some days where I'm like more nervous than others, especially when like when money comes into it. I mean, there's like, it's it's weird because there's been times where like i i've gotten paid a lot of money for something and i've been like oh man like what if this person like hates this or they're like mad that they ended up having to spend this amount of money and then it's just like an okay product and then there's been other times where like i've gotten paid a decent amount for something mm-hmm. and haven't felt really any anxiety at, at all. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's strange, but there's also times I've experienced anxiety when not getting paid for things like just day to day things of like, Oh, are, are people going to think I'm a loser because I sell Polaroids? Um, like in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'm almost 30 for, for those who missed, missed it earlier I do these pop-ups where I set up photo studios in random places and random public places and I basically invite strangers to come sit in public and purchase uh, a portrait and sometimes I get down on myself about that or I'm like oh I should be farther along or like what about the people that I went to uh, a private high school with who are probably like lawyers or uh, doing something big and I just, yeah, I get like anxiety and start to almost discredit myself. And 
Um, I'd say that's another way that I experience anxiety in what I do. And it's not even necessarily like tied to whether or not I'm making something good. Maybe right, some or part it is, cameras but, work or yeah. But even that is, um, you know, you're you're doing something, and I know you don't need me to validate you. Sure, but <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, Lay it on me. Well, no, no. But having said <laughs> that, like that type of thing, I think is the is the type of thing that people look at and go, "Man, I wish I had had that idea." Yeah. Man, I wish I could do something like that. Because yeah. That is very cool in terms of, you know, one of the reasons I started this and I find so much joy in doing this show is because I'm meeting people that I never otherwise would have met. Yeah. Like maybe you and I would have met still at Pachacacha. Totally. Um, because I did that and you were the photographer there, but chances are I wouldn't even have done Pachacacha yeah. if I hadn't done this. And then it wouldn't have led me to those other opportunities. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. I was talking with I don't know. I was thinking about that a lot because like there's so many people that I've met just and so many experiences I've had even outside of photography, just like personal relationships that I've built with people through the internet and through me taking photos and just like random happenings. Like I got hired to uh, do a, a pop-up for this clothing line and they basically did a thing where anyone who came to their like clothing line pop up and purchase something from them, they got a free Polaroid portrait. Mm-hmm. And so they, they hired me to come out and do this. And like at the end of the event, one of the, like the owners of the clothing company and his girlfriend were like, you probably don't remember this, but like we met you at East end. And I was thinking, Oh, like when I did a pop up there um, and they're like, no, like when you worked at the restaurant, um, and they're like, you were doing this zine and it like, you like gave it to us when we were there visiting. Cause I used to like keep them on the like counter of the bar that I worked at. And I like vaguely remember that. And like, I, I mean, I would give them out to people pretty regularly. Um, but I was just like, Oh, no way. Like I totally had like forgotten about that. And yeah. this is like two years later, I guess they followed me on Instagram the whole entire time. And they saw that I started doing these pop-ups and then like reached out to me. And I was just like, man, that's insane. Like just from working at a restaurant and them randomly just coming in to eat and us just like having a conversation, we like ended up doing that event together and like got to share moments together. And now you and I are talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, if you think about the layers upon layers of life, it's just and how we're randomly connected, it's mind-boggling. I agree 100%. Uh, We have to be done now. All right. Well, I'm going to cry. Okay. I am David Lawrence. If you want to see pictures of him crying, I am davidlawrence.com. You can find his Instagram and his other social media accounts there as well as his email. Um, I would encourage you to go there, not only follow him on the social medias, but also sign up for his uh, email. And I feel like I get a lot of good information out of that, not only where he's doing his pop-ups coming up, but you share. You really do take a moment and share about like what you're doing and what you're feeling at any given time. So I would encourage you to do that as well. And you'll also get more news about your upcoming podcast on there as well. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. And so do you want to tell people what yeah, that's called? Yeah, I can uh I can tell you about that. So I've been kind of up in the air with with names. I've recorded uh, a handful of episodes. I'm doing another one 
this next week, but it's uh, simply going to be called The Spoken Narrative. Uh, so I am, I would consider myself a, a storyteller and uh, storytelling podcast was taken. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, oddly man, enough. like, yeah, oddly enough. Um, and I, I just had been looking online for like, I was like, what are synonyms to storytelling? And like when I, when I typed that in the, the definition of storytelling popped up. And part of that was that the definition in part is, is a narrative and it's like a, it's a, it's a collection of, of stories. Um, or a collection of like memories mm. and, and thoughts. Um, and I was like, Oh, narrative's interesting. And I was like, well, what kind of narrative? Like a spoken narrative. Cause I'll be dialoguing with people. So, uh, basically in, in that podcast, I'm going to be bringing in other artists, creatives, business owners into my studio to simply just sit with them and give them an opportunity to share their stories, uh, share where they've been, what they've been through to get to where they are now and even the things that they struggle with currently. And that will not only be a platform platform for them to share and us engage and us to engage, but for others to hear their stories and feel a little less alone. I think like if you're starting out a, a business or starting out any project or maybe it's a marriage, like just something simple that you're going through in life, you can sometimes feel alone. And I think that, you can feel encouraged and a little bit less alone when you hear that someone else has gone through the same thing or a similar thing Mm -hmm. and they've been where you are or they are at where you are currently. Um, and so that's, that's really the goal with, with that. I, I hope to publish it this next week. I'm going to record my third episode today or tomorrow. Um, and then we'll go at it. Perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, again, follow David. I've got a couple of guests coming up, a couple of returning guests. Bree Sosa will be on next week. We'll be talking about tarot and tattoos. And then Tease Mallon will be on the week after that. We'll be talking about connections and listening. So all of those, I think, have to do with each other. Yeah. Tarot and listening, connection and tattoos. Makes sense. Yeah, um, makes sense to me. Uh, Subscribe to the show if you choose to, so you can listen to the entire episode here. And over 150 other episodes with people from the Orlando area who are doing neat things like my guest today, David Lawrence. Thank you so much, David. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was, will, it was a blast. I'm glad you got to come out. and I'm glad we got to do this. Um, I will release you back out into the wild now. Woo-hoo. So let us, uh, yeah, we'll just play some commercials and we'll be gone. Sounds great. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And you've been listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And that's the show. You should visit David's site and social media channels. I am davidlawrence.com. That's also his handle for Instagram and others. And that's Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E. The voice you heard during the commercials is the incredibly talented Ashley Ann Gardner. Check her out at ashleyagardner.com If you like the bumper music, please follow the To Be Decided on YouTube. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. If you want to go fast, far, and alone, get shot out of a cannon.